As the PCI Security Standards Council prepares for its first update to the payment card industry data security standard in three years, the group is meeting with industry experts and practitioners to gather insights about payment fraud challenges the industry continues to battle. Here, Bob Russo and Troy Leach of the PCI Security Standards Council share their thoughts from the road, touching on key takeaways from this year's PCI community meeting and expected updates to the PCI DSS, as well as the U.S.'s roadmap to EMV. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Bob, you and I spoke about a month or so ago about expected changes to the PCI DSS, as well as the payment card application data security standard, better known as the PADSS. Since then, what kind of feedback has the council gathered from the industry about needed changes to these standards? Uh, that's right, Tracy. Thanks. Uh, as I mentioned when we spoke uh, last, before the standards are released in November, we'll be making updates based on the feedback from not only our board of advisors and some of their discussions here this week, but also the community at large. When we talked, we discussed uh, the key feedback areas and the themes uh, being around more education, more awareness, flexibility, and security as a shared responsibility, particularly in relation to third-party security challenges. So uh, in terms of key discussion topics, those that were concerning passwords and authentication requirements, as well as the changes related to the uh, third-party security and service provider responsibility, have really been the big ones that we've been talking about this week. Bob, you noted third parties, and I'd like to touch on retail breaches. Retail breaches have been a big focus in the last year. What have been the discussions at the meeting this time surrounding retail breaches? Uh, hi, Tracy. This is Troy. I, I think... Uh, you may recall from your last conversation with Bob that there's been a number of changes we're making with version 3, and this is a direct result of the forensic reports on some of those breaches. So some of the areas that we've identified is understanding how third parties um, interact with merchants. There's been an ever-increasing dependency on third parties, and as a result, we've seen in forensic reports, and we've seen TrustWave uh, report on third-party breaches, uh, that resulted in 88% of all the breaches they investigated, that there, this dependency has to be addressed in the diligence around the security of those environments. So we're addressing third-party relationships with merchants. Uh, we're also looking at some of the basic things that were introduced in, in version 2, but may have not been executed as we intended. One example is default passwords. So we've seen retail breaches over the last two to three years where default passwords were implemented unbeknownst to the merchant. Uh, organized criminals had the access to what that password was, and they were able to uh, circumvent the other controls and eventually lead to account data compromise. We've now uh, beefed up that language around default passwords so that there's an understanding that before that device gets to market, there needs to be a, a changing of that default password, even though it was a previous requirement. We've also looked at software development best practices, and that's critical as we evolve into new types of technology, such as mobile, such as cloud computing. We need to be aware of the software that's being used and the dependency on that software and develop um, secure best practices within that effort so that there is uh, security from the beginning of the development through to the execution of a merchant downloading that new software and running it to accept payment. And how much emphasis is being paid to Trojan awareness on the retail side? So I think the Trojan 
awareness is an important aspect. Uh, we have in the PCI standard for many years, we've addressed Trojans specifically, as well as other types of malware, worms and rootkits and spyware and all the names de jour have been in the standard for, for years. So we definitely see that as a critical point because we continue to see attacks directly against merchants by using malware and they're usually using two or three forms of malware in order to create the compromise. So education uh, to merchants around that particular requirement uh, will continue to be uh, a heavy emphasized point by the council. And then what would you say is the message or the lesson for banking institutions, if any? Should banks and credit unions, for instance, be scrutinizing retailers and third-party processors more closely? This message is just not for the banks. It's for anyone that's storing, processing, or transmitting cardholder data. Uh, there is a growing awareness and organized criminal activity that of uh, how payment transactions work, and so that responsibility is shared from the banks to the processors to the merchants because at the end of the day, it's, it's all of their customers um, that will be at some point talking to uh, forensic experts around the data breach and, and what was the cause of that data breach. So I think it's, it's a shared responsibility and, and that there's a need for understanding of the PCI uh, DSS requirements and how they change in order to uh, really mitigate many of these risks that we're seeing. We, we believe that the breaches we've investigated over the last three to four years should have been mitigated by some of the controls we've introduced here at version 3. Now, we've touched on EMV, but I'd like to elaborate here a bit. What about new payment card technology? What role is the council expected to play there where adoption of EMV is concerned? Well, we actually had a great session on this yesterday here at the community meeting with EMVCO's uh, head, Brian Byrne, where we talked about a lot of the relationship between the two organizations and the standards. Uh, so we worked pretty closely with EMVCO for some time now, and uh, they actually helped us in producing the guidance in 2010 around how EMV technology and, and uh, PCI DSS work together to protect that card data. And we're building on this work right now. So, uh, you know, we see EMV chip start to roll out in the United States. We're going to continue to build on it. We think that EMV is really an excellent tool for reducing fraud in a face-to-face -face environment. But, that, you know, that best protection of the card data is a combination of EMV chip technology and the PCI standards. So in terms of challenges, uh, the organizations need to keep their eye on basically two things, a spike in the compromises as the window begins to close for these hackers. You know, we saw the same thing in Europe as they made their migration to the EMV chip. So as the window begins to close, we'll see that start to spike before EMV chip is fully implemented here in the United States. And multi-channel retailers need to consider their entire payment infrastructure, not just the bricks and mortar, which EMV code chip is really good for, but specifically the e-commerce environments. So we're encouraging merchants to continue to build a strong card security program using the PCI standards, which really offer the best protection of cardholder data across all the different payment channels. Now, the last update to the PCI DSS focused quite a bit on encryption and ensuring that data is adequately encrypted throughout the transactions. Has that same focus been incorporated into the update this time? Is encryption getting the same or similar attention? Well, I think the focus of the PCI Council since we began is to remove card holder data value and minimize the footprint for any incentive for criminals to go through the effort to steal it. 
And as part of that effort, we introduced an encryption standard called the point-to-point -point encryption to help create robust elements of security for payment transactions. Now, those efforts were independent of the PCI DSS, and, and so there was encryption and always has been uh, the promotion of encryption within the PCI DSS standard, but we believe the emphasis for how to have the most robust type of encryption and protecting that information is going to be managed by an independent standard called the point-to-point -point encryption standard. And what about dynamic authentication, which accompanies EMV transactions? Well, dynamic data elements are a highly valuable control for authentication of an EMV transaction. We actually held, as Bob mentioned, that hour-long conversation on EMV and the relevancy of security to accompany those types of transactions. Because in those in an EMV transaction, uh, the equivalent information to MagStripe is still being transmitted, and that can lead, if exposed, to multi-channel fraud. So we've seen, for example, in the EMV uh, mature markets, such as the UK, being the leaders in adopting PCI standards, such as point-to-point -point encryption, uh, in concert with CHIP, so that they have a very robust uh, security practice for accepting payments. Dynamic data just becomes a very valuable element uh, along the lines of, of authenticating that transaction. But And so we promote that, but it's, it's not necessarily going to improve the security of the transaction. And what about the types of discussions and topics that have emerged from the special interest groups, especially where best security practices are concerned? That's a great question, uh, Tracy, and something that I really like to talk about because it's such a great plug for the involvement of the PCI community and the work that we're all doing here at the Council. So two areas that are constituents identified that they wanted more guidance and best practices were the third-party security assurance and best practices for maintaining PCI DSS compliance. So this guidance is going to be coming out in early 2014, uh, but we've actually taken some of the recommendations coming out of these groups and incorporated them into uh, the standards updates this year. So in terms of other areas, this year uh, we've got a number of topics under consideration on things ranging from best practices for small businesses to best practices for implementing a formal security awareness program. And these groups are actually presenting their proposals to the community today here at the community meeting. And then our participating organizations will vote on the ones that they'd like to pursue for next year. This gets at really an important point. Not everything can or should be addressed, for that matter, within the standards themselves, which provide, you know, basically a security baseline and a framework for building a payment card security program. And initiatives like special interest groups uh, have been really critical in helping us explore other areas and provide guidance to the community. And they'll continue to be very important in the future, which is why having such a, an active global group of payment and security professionals involved in the Council is so key to getting this information out. And then before we close, Bob and Troy, are there any final thoughts or closing comments about the community meeting that you'd like to share with our audience? First of all, thanks for uh, talking to us today about the community meeting. And this is really an exciting time to be involved in uh, payment security. The level of involvement and engagement really emphasizes the critical importance of the PCI standards as a strong framework for protecting the card data. And it's this involvement that allows us really to keep improving these standards year over year and to embrace the innovation and the opportunity that comes with all of these new technologies, you know, while also looking to work together 
really to address all of these uh, accompanying risks that come with all of these new technologies. So we're really excited about not only this meeting, but uh, as you know, we have another meeting coming up next month in Europe and then uh, the following month, uh, our final meeting in Asia-Pac. So we're looking forward to uh, all of the comments uh, that we'll get from all of those people as well. Bob and Troy, I'd like to thank both of you again for your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Bob Russo and Troy Leach of the PCI Security Standards Council. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.